The following program is underwritten by... Do you have a dog that pulls? The Halty product range by the Company of Animals has something to help stop your dog pulling. From the Halty harness to the Halty OptiFit head collar. Company of Animals. For all your pet's training and behavior needs at www.companyofanimals.us. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Okay, write down this number. It's 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free to reach out to Dr. Debbie or Joey Villani and ask them their questions. Of course, you can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. Well, welcome. What a fabulous show we have planned for you today. we got a great hero, just an amazing woman who's taken it upon herself to really fill in the gaps at a shelter uh, in uh, is it Montgomery, Alabama? I don't know exactly. A southern state, yeah, I believe it is. Probably Alabama. And she walked in. Apparently, these animals don't get walked. They don't uh, get any kind of bathroom breaks or anything like that. And she took it upon herself to go work eight hours a day there uh, volunteering. And uh, she's our hero of the week, and we'll talk to her in just a few minutes. Uh, I see that uh, Sarah Palin is in the news. Uh, She uh, uploaded a picture to her Facebook page and is causing a lot of controversy. And it includes a dog. Uh And PETA is upset. And uh, we'll have all the details in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Uh, Joey, what do you got coming up in today's show? Well, this one's, I think, for Judy because she's sneezing her butt off over there. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> and I don't know I don't know if it has anything to do with the cats or the dog, but if your allergies have to do with the cats or the dogs, you're going to want to listen to this because we're going to give you a remedy that's going to help that. That's all on the I'm way. I'm listening. Yep. Yes. What do you say we answer some calls? You ready, Doc? I sure am. That's going to be my fun and my entertainment for the day. Let's get to it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Let's head on over to Belinda. Hey, Belinda, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Bellflower, California. Oh, the LA area. So, how are you yep. doing? What's up? I got the whole team here. We can help um, you. Hi, I'm calling. I have a almost five year old Savannah that um, has a clothing fetish. Wait, wait, wait. Um, Is that a cat? A cat. a cat, yeah, that'll be my call there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, she, when she was around two, she started um, eating, like, material, like towels, clothing, uh, blankets. Um, I mm-hmm. can't keep any towels or toilet paper, anything in the bathroom. Um, plastic bags, obviously, a lot of cats like that. Um, mm-hmm. I had her taken, I took her to the vet because I wasn't sure what was going on and they couldn't I took her to two vets they couldn't find anything wrong with her mm-hmm. and then uh, about a year after that she stopped eating and when I took her in they thought she was plugged up because I never found any evidence of any of the material that she ate and they couldn't find anything they did exploratory surgery and they just said she had a severe food allergy okay and she still although I don't leave anything out so she hasn't been doing this for about a year, and I think it's because there's nothing for her to chew on okay, good. anymore. But I don't. I didn't know if it was like a food, like she was missing something in her diet. Right now, she's on a hypoallergenic diet because of the food allergy. Okay, well, great. And and um, 
when we have a kitty that's chewing on fabrics, we call that wool sucking. Um, it, some will just suck on fabrics. Others will chew or try to ingest that. But it's, it's a complicated disorder. And in many cases, we do feel that it is an obsessive compulsive disorder. And there can be some genetic traits um, kind of you know, linking towards this. And we do see it a lot in some of the oriental breeds. And um, savannas can have oriental breeds within that. So for those that don't know, a savanna is a hybrid cat, um, serval mixed with a domestic short hair. And sometimes they have um, like the cats or the oriental short hairs mixed in there um, to produce this line. Um, but this obsessive compulsive disorder, if it's not something like that, it can also be something digestive, a food allergy and malabsorptive problem. So I do like the fact that your kitty is on a hypoallergenic diet. And for some cats, that or the um, higher level treatments, if we have inflammatory bowel disease present, um, medications to suppress that um, may be in order. Um, if if that's not the case and they didn't feel she had a huge inflammatory bowel disease component, then, you know, the diet might be the only thing we need to do medically um, and then look at what other things that we can do to treat um, the wool sucking. And the number one thing that I like that you said is that you've restricted access to those items, um, something as simple as towels or clothes, laundry laying around, those kind of things, just having those out of way and not around can help to eliminate that um, behavior. And there are some thoughts that by increasing other alternate oral behaviors, because it can have an obsessive component, so some cats just need to chew on something, whether it be you know a doggy rawhide, a lamb ear, providing them with kitty grass can be helpful for some cats, um, I, as well I as did buy, I did buy her about a um, year and a half ago. Um, uh-huh. One of those large, large dog bones um, I yeah. got at one of the restaurants. I mean, it was huge. Mm-hmm. And um, I let her know on that for quite a while. I mean, she worked that over. And yeah, and that's, that, that's another one. That was just something that I figured, well, she's going to chew. I even gave her a couple of Kong toys. Good. That, um, Good. <laughs> I was trying to think of things, too, but I just, because I couldn't figure out why she was doing it. Um it was very frustrating, and yeah. I, like I said, since since she's had the surgery, which was, it's been about two years now, a year and a half, um, she hasn't had that problem, but then again, I haven't left anything out for her to... Good, and be that able. might be interesting, because the diet plus your changes, you know, may have been successful enough right now that you don't have to look at some of the other steps that we would do, but, um, you know, some of those other things, you know, making sure that... Um, uh, you know, everything's picked up, um, the environment, we enrich that. So, you know, just making sure everything is as stress-free as possible. And some cats with wool sucking, it'll actually be triggered after, after a stressful event or some kind of household change. But the vast majority of cats that do this, it actually starts at puberty. So just at a couple months of age is when this behavior starts to kick in. And oh, yeah. uh, you, She went, it was about a year and a half, two years when she started. And the lady I got her from said oh it's a phase she's going through and I'm like and after two years I'm like yeah this is a really long phase I don't think so <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know in my practice I tell you over 50% of the cats that have this behavior are, are Siamese um, the other ones will be Burmese and the other oriental breeds so mm-hmm. it, it is very common in these guys and sometimes we do have to pull out medications such as Kitty Prozac um, or uh, Clomipramine is another one that I'll, I'll use with this kind of behavior if we, we don't get the, the help we need with the environmental changes 
Well, it sounds like a, a very exotic cat that you have there. Well, she is. She's she's enough too. She's she's pretty much normal for compared to that other Savannah I had previous to her. I used to have a Siamese cat that would chew his tail, and mm-hmm. well, so much so that it would lick, it would tear the hair off. It was it was mutilating itself. And, it, and that's a very similar that, kind of behavior. Yeah, wow. uh, an obsessive compulsive behavior where they'll where they'll suck and chew on their tail, and almost um, you know, kind of like a security blanket. Is there a little pacifier? That I you understand. I'd say my cat used to suck and chew on my fingers, my little finger, <laughs> and he would just close his eyes and just <laughs> chew and chew and chew. Okay, well, let's head back to the phones. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Whether you have a exotic cat like Belinda there, the Savannah, or you have. Uh, an iguana or a flamingo. Dr. Debbie's pretty well versed and she can help you out. In fact, she's uh, practices in Vegas. One of these days she's going to stop practicing and actually do it for real. Uh, but she, <laughs> she she sees a lot of different, different strange animals because Vegas is full of different strange animals. Uh, among the animals that she sees, well, the Yorkshire Terriers, the Shih Tzu, the Pug, the Mini Schnauzer, all very exotic dogs. And she has, in fact, written books about all of these dogs, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. And you can find them over at Amazon. Uh, the Kindle books over there. And, of course, we have links at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Did you donate anything to charity last year? Or did you tell your girlfriend you donated something to charity, but really you just moved it to the attic? Because that CD tower is part of who you are. And if Michelle doesn't understand that, well, maybe Michelle doesn't understand you. Or, well, no matter what you went through last year, answering questions like, did you donate anything, is much simpler. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forward callers to your mobile phone. You can even get voicemails transcribed. Join over 150,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com. The Entrepreneur's Phone System. For 20 years, you've trusted Lumber Liquidators for the best deals on the best selection of floors. Well, this week, get even more deals in our January flooring sale. One beautiful hardwood, get pre-finished solid hardwood from $189. About gorgeous bamboo that's twice as hard as oak? We've got strand bamboo for $219. Looking for top quality laminate? This week, get almost half off our thickest and best laminate. Plus other great flooring deals. And 18 months special financing. Don't wait. The January flooring sale's going on now. Visit Lumber liquidators.com to find a store near you. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call Call 800-392-7898. Hey, folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor, spay or neuter your animals today. Tammy, what do you got coming up in the newsroom? 
Well, you know, most of us would do anything for our pet, for our dog or our cat. Sure. But how much would you do for your goldfish? I've got a story of one man. He went the distance for his three-inch long little goldie fish. Wow. Okay. I can't <laughs> yep. wait to hear this story. Joey Villani, what are you working on today? Well, we're going to talk about how to get rid of those allergies if you're allergic to your pet. Not for your pet being allergic to you, but you being allergic to your pet. We're going to see how we can get that under control. Well, it's good timing. I see Judy today uh, is... I need help. I, I can't breathe. Hi, Monique. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Where are you calling from? Santa Margarita, California. Santa Margarita. Oh, just down the street from us. Just down the road. I have Dr. Debbie here. How can we help you? Hi. Yeah, I'd like to know how to better get my cat. I've moved several times in the last two months, and now I live on a five-acre ranch, and I'd like her to be... An enjoyable outdoor kitty. Okay. And, and was she before? Yeah, she was before, and now this new place, and she's got five acres to run on. She's like, she stands at the door and looks outside and goes, nah, walks back in. <laughs> but before, I would open the door and she'd be gone. Okay. And how long have you been in this new home? Uh, a month. Okay. And how has, has she had any good experience, or I should say any bad experiences when she's been outside that you're aware of? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to just throw her out and say, hey, it's okay, and go out with her and be outside with her to say, hey, everything's fine out here. Well, I'll tell you, the reality is I'm not upset that she's not going outside because the, the reality is that cats that, that spend a good proportion of their time outside live half as long as cats that are indoor. Um, and that's because there's the boogeyman out there. You know, there's uh, wild animals. There's a lot more risk for infectious disease and other hazards they can get into. So um, for me, I'm not too bothered by that. Um, but, you know, if it's important to you for her to spend time outside, and especially if we think it's important for her to be a happier kitty um you know i guess there's some things we could try um but if they don't work i'm not going to be upset if everything else is good in her world and she's happy in that inside uh lifestyle um but the first thing i would definitely do is to get her more acclimated to the environment outside in the immediate area around the house is really take her out on a harness um, with a leash and spend time out there with her um just so she can get more comfortable with the domain around the house um, and uh, to get a little more familiar. Now, if you're noticing that, for instance, there's, you know, uh, other animals or even coyotes, other critters out there, you know, I'd have to say, woo, let's stop, you know, because I don't want her to well, feel comfortable around those kind of things. So well, if you get any... there is a dog that lives on the property, um, but there's other cats that live on the property. Okay. The dog likes cats, so he doesn't chase them and he doesn't bother her. Okay. okay. <laughs> and she's lived... <laughs> where there's been other dogs, you know, and I've got three other cats um, that also live with me. Uh-huh. Okay. And I just don't feel like, she doesn't feel like a happy cat anymore. Okay. Well, in, you know, a major move to a new home, it, you know, definitely can take some adjustments. So, you know, like I said, if you're motivated to get her acclimated to the outdoors, we can work up to that with um, exposing her out with, you know, leash accompaniment. And then, you know, if you have to even temporarily, for the sake of her comfort, build her a kitty patio um, where she can kind of be outside but still feel secure like she's kind of in the house, you know, that's not a bad thing. They get to enjoy the sights, the smells, the sounds of being outside. And, you know, the reality 
it may be she does not want to go out in this new home. And it's nothing against the home or the dog or the other cats that are there. But it's not the same. And, you know, to okay. expect a kitty. She's having a hard time adjusting to the move. Potentially, but some cats, you know, when we move uh, from one area to another, you know, we can't expect them to be as adaptable as people. Sometimes they don't like the other animals in the area, and even if she's been around other cats and other dogs, you know, it's it's like I always say, those college roommate situations. You can throw two individuals together and ask them to get along, but sometimes it's just not going to happen. So she may not want to play nice with those cats or that dog. So uh, if she's happier inside, you know, then, you know, let's just watch to see those cues. And the cues that we were watching for, is she eating normally? Is she grooming herself? Um, is she interacting with you inside? the house. If those things are going on inside, but just not outside, then I, I'm at a, a, a real scratch in my head here to figure out why we're trying to make her go out. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, depending on how old she is, um, you know, we always keep our eyes open for signs that there's an illness. Um, okay. If anything else has you concerned beyond her just not kind of really seeming happy, um, you know, then I would recommend a good veterinary exam and check her out. Make sure that there's not something else part of this equation other than just this move that you're dealing with. To take this cat into the vet, it's like taking a, a lion in. She's very friendly at home, and she just gets there, and she gets extremely mean. And it's oh, like, you, know, you really have to bring her in? And I'm like, oh, sorry. It's yeah, just, you know, Monique, I, I tell you, I feel your pain, because I had a kitty that was the same way, and I could draw blood on him on my kitchen table. But if I brought him to the clinic, I couldn't touch him. So, yeah, yeah some some kitties, it's just, you know, their uh, personality changes when they walk through those uh, veterinary doors. So, <laughs> well, best wishes to you. I hope uh, I hope your baby feels comfortable in whatever environment, uh, you know, okay, maybe he I lives. Maybe I need to give her some more time to get adjusted to the new place. Yeah, that's it's certainly possible. Time in cat years or, or time in cat time goes very slow compared to human time. So, okay. yeah, give a little patience. Thank you so much for your call. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Hi, Dora. Hi, how are you? Good. I have Dr. Debbie right here. What's going on? Okay. Well, I have a question. I have my, my dog. Uh, he's a um, um, Jack Russell mixer with Chihuahua. Uh-huh. He's, he's more or less like 10 years old. <clears throat> and he has like a ear infection. So he has like um, every time he walks, he shakes his head. So I I feel like he has like kind of water inside his ears. He has oh, kind of okay. brownish, as, I mean like kind of black outside his ears. Kind of looks all like what I call Oreo cookie crumbs coming out of the and, ear. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And does it smell? Uh, yes. All righty. Now, uh, does he have any other problems on the rest of his body, scratching, chewing, anything, or is it just his ears that seem to be bothering him? Just his ears. All righty. Well, this would be something where if I had your baby right here, I would definitely put one of my little otoscope cones, which is basically a way we look down a doggy's ear canal. Um, My guess is I probably wouldn't see a lot, because if we're having that much garbage coming out of the ear, we've got a pretty bad infection going on of some sort. Um, So the question is, what kind? And generally, um, what we veterinarians will do is we'll take a sample of it and look under the microscope and see what we've got. With Mm -hmm. that kind of description of having this kind of Oreo cookie crumb looking stuff, you know, it's pretty open game of what's causing that. 
we could have something like ear mites, which are little microscopic critters that are itchy beyond all reason. So um, that would certainly explain why he might be shaking his head. Um, yeah. And that can be detected by taking a sample and looking. But other causes, bacteria as well as yeast, can commonly kind of take hold of the inside of a dog's ear and really take advantage of that if the environment's right. Dog ears are dark and moist down inside there, so it is just an environment that uh, if the scales tip in the wrong direction, it's not hard for them to get an infection of that kind. So I would certainly say a trip to the vet and getting a sample of that would be first and foremost on my list. And But there is a kind of a quick and simple thing you can do. If you can get a small little piece of this material, you can put it on a piece of white paper, take a little bit of hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide, and spray it on there. Now, if we have real blood, it'll actually bubble and fuzz and, and do that kind of thing. If it doesn't, that tells us, ew, this is some real icky grit. This is some material, some kind of product of an organism, and we really need to um, you know, investigate along that pathway. Either which way, I, I think in your baby's case, we really need to get some good cleaning on that ear, get a good look down there, and get a sample, because yeah, if he's shaking, you know, that's kind of like us walking around tipping our head to the side. Um exactly. Yeah, and, it, you know, there could be water, but it's probably more than water. It's probably this material, kind of a kind of a congestion and an irritation that's causing him to do that. So, yeah, I would certainly say let's let's see the vet, get some medication going. And then in many cases, once we get past an ear infection, there's some things you can do to try to help prevent that down the road. Um, and there are some very good cleaners that help to keep the environment of the ear canal so that these kind of critters don't take uh, advantage of that. We can kind of keep that from happening in the future. Um, but, you know, when you say you got a Jack Russell mix, the other thing we think of is these guys have a lot of skin problems, a lot of allergy problems, at least where I come from. So um, sometimes it can even be just some really bad allergies that cause the pet that degree of dis, um, discomfort with the ear. So um, I'd say let's, let's sign up uh, for a good ear exam and see what we need to get going inside that ear canal. Okay. Thanks, Dora. Thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. For 20 years, you've trusted Lumber Liquidators for the best deals on the best selection of floors. Well, this week, get even more deals in our January flooring sale. One beautiful hardwood, get pre-finished solid hardwood from $189. How about gorgeous bamboo that's twice as hard as oak? We've got strand bamboo for $219. Looking for top quality laminate? This week, get almost half off our thickest and best laminate, plus other great flooring deals and 18-month special financing. Don't wait. The January flooring sale's going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Junior. 
Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. This morning, Sandra Sneed wrote a joyful status. This miss is a soon-to-be missus. Over 300 friends liked her engagement post, and it got 76 comments. Sandra, you're one popular gal. Geico also has a comment on your status. Did you know you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance in just 15 minutes by switching to Geico? Just the way we're trying to help cushion a nice little nest egg for the future misses. Hashtag getting hitched. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. This is an animal radio news update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. We've heard about research that pet dogs can help autistic kids improve their social skills. Well, now a first-of-its-kind study says that any kind of pet can help. The study was done at the University of Missouri and suggested that when pets are present, the children tend to interact and talk to others more. The study involved 70 families with kids between 8 and 18 years old. Nearly 70% of the families had dogs, about 50% had cats, but there were also other pets including farm animals, reptiles, rodents, rabbits, fish, a bird, and even a spider. The data revealed that the kids with any kind of pet in the home reported being more likely to engage in behavior such as introducing themselves, asking for information, or responding to other people's questions. The results were even more dramatic in families with dogs, especially small ones. There's another recall in the news. There's a company called Jump Your Bones out of Boca Raton, Florida. They're recalling a dog treat called Rubites because of potential salmonella contamination. This is a treat that's made from dehydrated kangaroo meat. I was a little concerned about that right off the bat. But anyway, it was distributed nationwide and also is sold online. There have been no reported illnesses connected to the product, but still, if you have any, you should not give it to your pet. You should either throw it out or return it to the place you bought it for a full refund. Pets with salmonella infections are usually rather lethargic, and they have diarrhea, fever, and vomiting, and they should be taken to the vet right away. And salmonella can also be transferred from a sick animal to you. Well, most of us would do just about anything in the world for our cat or a dog, but what would you do for your goldfish? Well, a man in Britain apparently loves his little fish so much that he spent the equivalent of $460 recently to save the little three-inchers' life. The fish had two small tumors and needed surgery to survive. And a veterinarian at the Toll Barn Veterinary Center in North Walsham did the hour-long surgery. I had to find out how they did this, so this is what they did. They put a small amount of anesthetizing agent into the goldfish's water. And once that took effect, the fish was taken out of the water and put on a waterproof drape. And anesthetic water was inserted into its mouth through a tube and bubbled over its gills. Then Dr. Faye Bethel used a miniature heart rate monitor to make sure the fish was under and removed the two lumps with a very small, very small scalpel. Finally, she stitched closed the tiny incisions and covered them with a special glue to waterproof the scales before the fish was slowly awakened. The fish is doing fine. So I wonder how you find out if the fish is actually under. You ask it to count backwards. Do you feel it? I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. 
Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reactions as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to yes. say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Massive, responsible. At Stella and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaandChewy's.com. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. time for another hero remember you can send your nominations for heroes to your voice at animalradio.com and judy's always pouring over those looking for some great people that are doing awesome stuff for the animals and she gave me a write-up of today's hero and i gotta tell you i was exhausted after i read it (laughs) just because this lady has done so much work i'll tell you she walked into a shelter i guess a county-run shelter at montgomery county animal services and when she walked in she was shocked to learn that the the dogs really didn't get taken outside or get bathroom breaks they weren't walked and in fact it had been weeks since the last volunteer had been in there and uh, she wanted to change that and up till that point she was traveling the country with her husband who's a trucker and they they uh, drove together but she she found this mission and she's joining us today vanessa odell how are you doing I'm doing wonderful. How about you? Splendid to hear about you. What happened? You walked into this county services shelter. What were you even doing there in the first place? Well, when I was out on the road with my husband, I had been making a list of different ways that I could help animals and just kind of toying with different ideas. And so on August 16, 2013, I just decided to drive over to the shelter and walk in and see what was going on. And yeah, it's been quite a while since the last volunteer had signed in, and uh, they really didn't have a volunteer program of any type, so I just jumped in and started walking dogs. Yeah. Do, do you, by chance, have a cell phone or another phone? I can tell this is a VOIP, and we're having a hard time hearing you on this. Uh, this is my only phone. Okay. When you walked into the shelter, you, you had noticed that there hadn't been anybody there in a while to volunteer. You you took it upon yourself to start walking as many dogs as you could? Um, 
Yes, I started off with the small dogs and the puppies, and then I walked across the hall into the kennel area a few days later and realized that there were 43 kennels of large dogs that desperately wanted to get out of those kennels. And hadn't probably hadn't been out for a while. Uh, no. It had been some time. I don't know exactly how long, but, um, you know, a lot of people think that shelter employees walk their dogs every day or take them outside to go to the bathroom or have little, you know, doors that take them from the indoor kennel to the outdoor kennel. Some shelters have that. A lot of them do not. They rely on volunteers 100% to get their dogs out. Why is it that there's nobody there working and helping you with this? Is it an underfunded shelter or what's going on? Um, it's it's a whole lot of things. And right now we're in the process of getting a new director. Hopefully they'll be starting here within just a couple of weeks and, you know, hope to see some positive changes. But um, I'm not really sure why things were happening the way they were. But I saw a need and I just jumped in and I thought, well, you know, I can't even take a day off because, you know, those dogs need to get out every day, sure. seven days a week. How many hours do you work a day there? Maybe about eight a day, yeah. I guess. Eight, and eight then only Wow, full-time. Volunteer. Yeah. yeah. You're unbelievable. Sundays, I love you. Oh, thank you. On Sundays, they're only there in the morning for a few hours, so that's about a four-hour day, maybe even a little bit less. How many animals are at this shelter? Um, well, they can have up to 43 large dogs, um, small dogs, maybe, it kind of varies. Right now, there's only two when I left there this morning, but there could be 10 when I get back, and there could be a litter of puppies that come in, and then there's two rooms that have cats in them, and um, we've had a lot of rescues pull cats lately, so the cat population is really down, which is wonderful, um, but it'll go back up again. <laughs> And then you have your own dogs at home as well, right? Yes, I have two dogs at home. Do they get attention? Do they do they get walked? <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as they should, but um, I've got a nice field right behind my house here, so um, I try to take them out there. We walk around, and um, we pick up trash and go exploring and whatever, and it's just relaxing. It's a good way to to you know wind down. What does your hubby say about all this? Now, he's still a trucker, right? He is. <laughs> uh, he is. He's wonderful. Um, every time he's in town, he's at the shelter with me. He fixes things down there. He walks the dogs. He cleans things. He just jumps in and does everything. If they need straw, you know, he ran out and bought straw the other day. And um, he thinks that we should get down to a one-dog household. Um, <laughs> I said, well, I would consider that as long as we can foster. <laughs> yeah. Well, that always fails. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My very first dog was a great Pyrenees, and um, yeah, she was my first failed foster. Wow. Uh, well, you're doing wonderful work, and you're inspiration for a lot of people. And hopefully people will say, I wonder what's going on at my shelter. Yeah, every shelter needs, yeah. a, needs a Vanessa Odell. Yes. Clone yourself. Yeah, I, I wish everybody would just stop by your local shelter. Don't assume that dogs are getting walked. Don't assume they have a bunch of volunteers or community service people doing this. Go down there and see for yourself, and there's always something that you can do. And don't think that it's too sad. Um, you know, if you just walk in there and look around and say, oh, this is too much, I can't handle it, and leave, do something about it. Go down there and play with the dogs and make it a happy place. 
the shelters can't run without volunteers. Um, I, I mean, I've been to a lot of them. There's one in Bergen County, New Jersey, which is well-funded, but the people who work there, I mean, don't get me wrong, you have some good people, but for the most part, it's the volunteers who actually keep the place running, keep the dogs happy, get them adopted out, and, and then the ones that really have, you know, the big heart, and it's it's not a job to them. It's it's, it's something that just, you know, that they just want to do, and it's it's great to have people like you out there that um, that uh, will actually do that because it's not an it's not an easy thing for a lot of people. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Um, I love it. I just can't imagine not being there. And anytime I take time off to go home and see mom and dad, it's very very stressful. It takes me a month to line up, you know, other people to cover for me, and I'm constantly texting and checking in on things. But I just I think it's just absolutely important that the dogs get out, you know, twice a day, and then it's only once on Sundays. But on Sundays, I try to let them all run around in the yard for just a couple of minutes. It might only be two or three minutes per dog, but that's two or three minutes of exercise that they wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And it makes a big difference when it's going to be 24 hours before they get outside again. Yes. And, of course, happier dogs get adopted, so you want to get those dogs adopted, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I first started there, I noticed um, it seemed like so many dogs, I was here, oh, that's aggressive, or watch out for him, that one's mean, or careful with this one, and you start getting them out every day, you get a routine for them, and first of all, they're scared. They're just scared. They're in a cage. They're hearing 43 other dogs barking, different people in front of their kennels all the time, whether it's employees or visitors or kids walking through or whatever. You never know what's going to happen from one minute to the next, so... You know, just getting outside to play and, um, you know, just having some kind of routine. The volunteer coming by and getting out once in the morning and then again in the afternoon. You know you're going to get your bathroom breaks. You know you're going to have some playtime. You know you're going to get some treats and you know you're going to hear, I love you. Mm, Got to love that. And you know what? You're going to hear, I love you from us. And if you were <laughs> we here with you, us, Vanessa. we would give you a big group hug. Vanessa O'Dell, our hero of the week. Thank you for doing what you do. Oh, thank you. We're going to head back to the phones next, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 for your calls for Dr. Debbie or for dog father Joey Volani. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N. Hi, this is Justin Silver from CBS's Dogs in the City here on Animal Radio, just reminding you to always stay in new to your pets. This is Animal Radio, baby. Do people come into your office and say, that's not the face that I pictured on air from, from when I heard you on radio? Do they say, you don't look exactly like that? You know what? A lot of my clients are surprised. They're like, 
you're kind of young looking, and I love it, man. You know, since I sure. hit the big four zero, I, I appreciate that. I, I will pay for that comment. <laughs> the, the big four zero there. Ooh, <laughs> I know. Right up there. I know, Hal. You always say I'm just a pup. You but... are just a little wet behind the ears. But I'll tell you what you do know is you do know your animals, and very well. We trust you implicitly with our animals. And the cool thing is, you work in Las Vegas. You practice in Las Vegas, so you have a lot of strange people and a lot of strange animals. And I, I would <laughs> dare to say that every week you have a good story well you know what if we do we see so many interesting things and this is one where i have to say i told my mom i had to call her one night and say you know what mom we just spayed a chicken spayed a chicken office (laughs) no wait a second that contrary to what you want to do Yeah, you want want to lay eggs, don't you? That's why people get chickens. Well, but you know, sometimes nature doesn't always happen normally. So this particular chicken was having trouble and having eggs get stuck inside of her um, where they were not able to pass. And, you know, that's an emergency. That's like a baby that can't be born. And it really is, you know, kind of like an emergency C-section, if you will. So, um, yeah, with this little chicken. Is the anatomy like a a cat or a dog? I mean, do they teach you in vet school how to spay a chicken or was this new to you? Was this your first chicken spay? You know what? (laughs) We've I've done some laboratories and and practicing and things like that. But, you know, chickens inside are so different than dogs and cats. I mean, it's totally different. Um, So it is very challenging. And it takes a lot of uh, sometimes even just MacGyvering just to, you know, when you're talking about things like casting a chicken's leg or something like that, you know, there's not a lot of cast that fit chickens. So... (laughs) So, yeah, so fortunately, this little gal is making a wonderful recovery. Um, and, uh, you know, fortunately, her family said, you know, we got her for a layer, but, you know, we recognize we have to take care of her. Wow. I see, yeah. most, I would think most families would put a chicken we- down. That eat it. Couldn't, or eat it or something like Judy. that. Judy! Oh, I'm gosh. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and this wasn't the only animal you saw this week that was strange. <sighs> No, and this is one that's, you know, this may sound similar to a news story that came out not long ago, but we had a little desert tortoise that had an injury, a dog, presumed dog attack. It chewed his, almost his front legs off. Oh. So um, we had to surgically amputate those legs just to give this guy a healthy shot at life. And uh, so no front legs, two huh. fat back legs. And uh, then we gave him little um, skid plates for him to walk on until he gets bigger that we could put a wheel on him. Now you'll get the wheel like from the Ace Hardware or something like that and then probably glue it on. <laughs> How will that work? You know, that's funny because this is where the MacGyvering comes in. Sure. Uh, we tried that. He's so little. He's just a few inches in length oh, that wow. um, everything was too big. So we put the skid plates on for now. They're actually little craft uh, rocks, those little colored glass rocks that you might put in a decorative bowl. Huh. And then when he gets old enough, we're going to take a matchbox car and we're going to take the wheels off of that and we're going to probably uh, affix that to him so he can kind of go off-roading outdoors. You really are MacGyver-like. Wow. I, I admire that, that you uh, that you take that. You love smell. You like weird smells. You like doing the, I mean, you really get into your work. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Lisa Matassa, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Hey, everybody. This is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say you, right now, want to take... Wait, give me the line again. My brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels... I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me. It's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio. Brett Michaels Animal Radio. You've got it. I knew the Animal Radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. 
You're listening to Animal Radio, and take care of your pets. They will rock your world. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Well, my friend, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by the Halty Harness. If you have a dog that pulls, the Halty Harness by the Company of Animals helps stop your dog from pulling by providing front control, allowing you to steer your dog from his chest, making it a perfect choice for the dog that can't wear the Halty head collar. So you, they, they have several different Halty harnesses and collars there. You oh, want wow. to check it out. Uh, find the Halty range retailer near you at www.companyofanimals.us. Then in just a few minutes... Joey Volani has another tip. You know, he's brought us the witch hazel, the baking soda, the uh, what other things? Uh, oh, uh, Dawn dish Dawn detergent, dish all these soap. things Oxyclean. that you have around your house. He uses part of a, a, a much more expensive process. He's going to give you the tips today on using, uh, what is it today? Downy and water. Downy for, and um, water. For um, getting, getting rid of uh, controlling your allergies to your pets. Well, that's good because I know we're all suffering from... Especially today, pet allergies. I know it's Judy is too. Uh, I can't eyes are all breathe red. today. Walked in the studio and the dog's scratching, so I don't know if the dog's allergic to something. <laughs> dog's allergic to you, Hal. That's probably <laughs> true. I wouldn't uh, put that beyond. It happens. Yep. We we were just talking about that. I'm going to spray a little downy on myself. Uh, oh, are we going to the phones? I'm yes, so we sorry are. We about have a that. Caller on line one. Hi, Susan. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. We have a 13 year old Yorkie. And in the last three months, her personality has changed somewhat. Well, quite a bit, actually. And she, um, I think she is deaf, newly deaf. She doesn't come when we call her. She doesn't greet us when we come home. And she's starting to have accidents in the house, which is not usual. Okay. She normally weighs about 5 pounds, 6 to 9 ounces, and now she's down to 4.6 ounces. And we've had uh, blood work done, and she's not a diabetic. And um, all of her blood panels come out well, but mm-hmm. she's not the same dog. Okay. Well, a lot of what you're describing with some of the loss of uh, recognizing you coming out, it, it, certainly in a dog at that age, she can be having some loss of hearing. And then that is, can be an age-related thing. So may not be a lot we can do with that. But once you are home and she's recognized that, if she's not getting up and she doesn't seem interested and she's less just generally less active in the home environment, then we really would want to look at something of cognitive dysfunction. And this is a condition that we kind of call it doggy Alzheimer's, but it isn't necessarily the same thing. But we do know that older dogs and cats can have significant mental decline as they're getting into their double-digit years as they're getting older. And some of the things we really look at are going to be um, loss of interaction, um, interest in the humans in the household, and regular schedules, uh, the comings and going of the family. If that is not the norm, that can be a symptom of this. Now, some of the other symptoms can also be failure uh, to know house training skills, so having potty accidents at any time of the day. Um, some dogs may even have a kind of a switch in their sleep cycle. So instead of sleeping at night, they'll be up, pacing, wandering, and alert during the night hours. And they may be sleeping all during the day hours. If, if those kind of things are going on, then we could have something um, that fits into this cognitive decline. That um, There are medications and supplements that we can use to help pets with that. 
And that would be something that I would definitely consider. Now, if your vet has done lab work and has eliminated a lot of the common things, uh, you know, sometimes there's some additional things that I might look at. Um, in older pets, we can see them kind of slowing down and get less interactive with blood pressure issues. So, especially in a Yorkie, hypertension can happen. So, you know, checking some blood pressure wouldn't be a bad idea there. And then um, just making sure that arthritically um, in an older pet that we manage pain as best we can. Even if you don't think you see it, um, something more than glucosamine may be indicated for a pet in that age group there. Um, but I'd, I'd say you have to trust your instincts, Susan. And if you're seeing a major change in your pet's behavior, those those are those kind of symptoms that you really want to kind of shout out to your veterinarian. And even if that first lab work was normal, you know, I say go back and say, you know what, just something's not right. Um, you see her every day. You know what's going on. And that's where your instincts really help a lot for the veterinarian to know how much we need to be concerned or how much we need to look into something. Well, I did suspect a little dementia just from mm-hmm. her behavior. Um, and she is 13. So in human years, is that still seven years per human year for a dog? It, it, you can kind of approximate that. Uh, there's a different formula. In, in larger, I'm sorry, small breed dogs actually last a lot longer. So if you if you were to multiply like a 17-year-old dog by seven, you know, it's improbable that a human would live that long. So they definitely do live longer. But in that age, and I usually say the double digits. <laughs> so for me, any dog in the double digits, I'm on the watch for some of the senior-related health things, arthritis, mental decline, kidney disease, liver disease, and, and really being aware for those things. And you're very astute in, in noting that. And I would say um, there are some really good medications we can try. Um, L-deprinel is one that helps to increase uh, dopamine activity in the brain, and it can help. I do find a lot of folks wait too long, unfortunately, when the pet's showing these kind of symptoms. And just like folks with Alzheimer's, a lot of these medications and supplements can help better if we get on board with that when the symptoms are a bit more mild before they're actually kind of doing circles and they're stuck in corners and, and you're having to you know find them in the house because they can't find their way around. Um, so definitely, I would you know speak up, chat with your veterinarian, and, and I'd want to see about getting your baby on some things that could help. I always like to tell people that you know old dogs, you know, age is not a disease. So old dogs don't just die of being old. There's usually something going on. So if you're seeing a symptom, something's not right, and see your veterinarian about it. All right, I've got some notes. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call, Susan. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. To my left, Dr. Debbie, veterinarian, uh, answering all your questions for your, and let me tell you, she's well versed in, uh, iguanas, uh, all kinds of, she practices in Las Vegas, so that's, you know, there's a lot of weird animals there. Also, dog father, Joey Villani. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band, and forever you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome, my friend. Here's the number. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. You can call that now to check in and uh, ask your questions or just to say hello. Uh, we also have the Animal Radio app. 
for iPhone and Android. And you can ask your questions directly from the app, too, as well as listen to the show, wherever you are, whenever you want to. Uh, this week... Well, we're going to talk about how to get rid of those allergies if you're allergic to your pet. Not for your pet being allergic to you, but you being allergic to your pet. We're going to see how we can get that under control. Well, it's good timing. I see Judy today uh, is... I need help. I can't help breathe. Early, she can't uh, breathe whatsoever. Uh, this is in the news again. Palin and P- Peta are in the news. Palin and Peta. Palin and yes. Peta. A photo, oh, yes. and you may have seen this, a photo of Sarah Palin's young son standing on a dog reaching into the kitchen sink is drawing a, a pretty sharp reaction. I saw that photo. A uh, little uh, six-year-old, uh, Trig, who, uh, by the way, is I believe was born with Down syndrome. Yes. Uh, was standing on their lab-type pup in front of the sink to reach the sink. Mm-hmm. I've seen the picture, and i got to say that the dog doesn't look like <laughs> doesn't he's... Look- dressed or in upset. trouble no, he or, looks cool with it yeah he looks like he's okay it's probably happened before <laughs> <laughs> but uh she she went ahead and posted the picture on her facebook page and that drew about seventy thousand responses mostly people liking it but of course Peta doesn't believe people should be standing on dogs which you know i concur i don't believe yeah. people should be standing on dogs and you know what uh, palin sharp sense of humor she responded dear Peta, chill out at least we didn't eat the dog <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So. Oh, well, you know, true to form. Yep. The thing is, is that dog lives with that boy. That dog understands that boy has limits. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that dog is very easygoing with that child. And that child could probably do anything to that dog. It's not, they, she's well, he's not a Labrador, a, too. Yeah. And they're, they're pretty understanding dogs. Yeah. And <laughs> he senses that it's a special little boy. And then he needs, you mm-hmm. know, special mm-hmm. treatments. So, yeah. PETA, come on. I, too. Don't think you should stand on your dog, no, but, I, but no. I believe that PETA always is a little... Uh, They're a little quick they, to jump. They are, and a little over the edge sometimes, and sometimes they don't think they're doing the animal movement good. Sometimes they're their own worst enemy. But uh, So that's out of the news today. I wanted to share that with you if you want to chime in on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't stand on my doggies anymore either. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, no. I wouldn't do that. one uh, 405 Let's hit the phones. Hi, Jan. How are you? Hi, okay. What's going on? Well, I have a little one. She's a four-pound chihuahua. Oh, that I very little then. <laughs> yeah, and I rescued her five years ago. She's nine years old. Oh. And she she's very difficult to feed. When I think I've hit it on the, the nail on the head, I'm so happy. I found something she really loves. Uh, two days later, she's not interested. Okay. I found something. Um, I, I tried the little pebbles, I call them, and uh, I buy the holistic. I'm very holistic. I don't give her any injections, no medications, and um, she'll eat it for a day or two. I, I've tried everything. My latest thing is the all-natural freeze-dried dog treats made out okay. of real beef. And with, um, what has it got? Berries and flaxseed. It's called Pro Treat Raw Naturals. So I just discovered this. It has blueberries, cranberries. All right. So, he, so what's going on here with this appetite? Are you concerned about her? You know, yesterday I got something new. It was a little, these little dinners. Where is it? I'm on the last one. She seemed to have liked it very much. It's called Natural Choice. Okay. So tell and me, does she have any problems? Today she ate like there was no tomorrow. Today she okay. ate it all. Okay. And um, when you put down the food, what does she do? She smells it for a half hour. Okay. 
She smells and, it. It's ice cold. She never eats a warm meal. Okay. And um, what do you do when she doesn't eat? Do you, do you encourage her? Uh, well, I you... put a little something in it. I'll take this treat and I'll crumble a little of that. Or I'll take garlic and just put like a smidgen of a little garlic powder on it. And I have uh, other things. <laughs> I this bee pollen, Dr. Harvey's bee pollen I put on it. It's supposed to be a pure food and um, power patties. I try everything. Ah, uh, you know what? You're you're hitting upon the main problem here. And in the effort for these little ones, because we always are kind of concerned, especially when we have a toy breed and they're young, we want them to eat regularly so they don't have problems with low blood sugar. They just don't have the same nutrition uh, stores in their body that, you know, say a larger breed does. So in many cases... We humans, and we got to look in the mirror on this one, we create the picky eaters. This is generally not something that just kind of appears. This is a human-driven behavior in many cases. And in most situations, I can say that it's a situation where someone's tried everything under the sky, soft food, canned food, home-cooked, prepared diets, and the pet won't eat. Well, a lot of it really comes down to how we introduce food and how we encourage our pets to eat. So for picky eaters, there's a couple things I'll look at first. Number one, I'm going to look at the pet, and I'm going to ask for a, a complete physical exam, especially a dental exam, because there are pets that will not eat reliably with dental pain. They won't cry about it, and they may not complain, but they just may not thrive and be healthy eaters. And being a chihui hui, um, we always want to look in their mouth because they can get advanced periodontal disease at two to three years of age. So it's not uncommon. So that would definitely be suspect for me. Um, the other reality is that a lot of times when I hear a client come into my office and say, oh, he won't eat a darn thing. Um, he's such a picky eater. I really look at the pet's body condition. If we're a little bit portly, we're not truly a picky eater in the true sense of the word. We're a selective eater, and we're training the humans in the household how we would like this whole meal process to be dealt with. So number one, I would say, is we need to look at coddling behavior. Um, how do we feed our pets? You know, do we put the food down, and do we dress it, and do we baby talk, and do we say, oh, come out here, and we hand feed our pets? We've created... A whole dream for our pets in this scenario. Guilty, Yes. Well, in some dogs, it may not be a problem. But for the right pet, and they're the smart ones usually, this becomes kind of the show, and they enjoy it. And it is part of what they have trained us to do. So we have to recognize it's not always about the appetite. It's about, well, I just want more of a show, Mom. I want you to cook. I want you to put this down. I want you to hand feed me. I want you to baby talk me. And they're really kind of getting their way, if you will. So that is, uh, we have to look at that as how this contributes to this behavior. And then also, too much choice, too much variety. Anyone who has a toddler says, do you give them five different foods and say, which do you want? You tell them, this is what we're going to have, and this is what I'm offering. So you have to kind of keep it reasonable. When you start pulling everything off the shelf and out of the refrigerator, you're just adding to more confusion for our pets because they're thinking, oh, I kind of like that beef prime rib the other day. Maybe that'll come out of the, the cabinet today. <laughs> so we really need to watch that. And for me, 
preventative maintenance. Little dogs, when you first get these puppies, hold off on that canned food. Do not put it out on the plate. Because I think in many cases we are introducing canned food as something to get our pets to eat when they're very young or very small. We think they have to have it. They don't. We can use dry food and kind of macerate it or make it mushy for them. Uh, so I always kind of say, oh, just don't pull out that canned food. You're going to regret it. Um, and if we can keep them on a stable dog food, I feel much more comfortable. So the tricks, once you got a pet this way, you can decide to either continue the show and know you're going to have a picky eater pretty much their whole life. Um, but if we want to make concerted changes, you have to look at your behavior and how you participate in the mealtime. It's best to set meal feedings at least twice a day, set the food down, and it goes away. Leaving food out for the pet to freely choose does not really stimulate them to understand this is mealtime and that's when we eat. Then we have to cut out the junk food and the treats. They do not replace a meal. So we want to make sure we kind of take those away. And then we want to increase activity. Burn calories, you want to eat more. Same thing for our pets. Get out walking these pets. Get them playing ball. Getting them into some kind of physical activity. Frisbee, if a big dog, dog, maybe not so much for a little chihuahua. And then finally, got to experiment. Try different surfaces to feed on. Different bowls. No bowls. Try to drop the food from the level of a table. And then really just try to avoid distractions. Sometimes dogs don't do well when there's a lot of other people or pets around. Some do better and eat better. Find out what works for your pet. And and that's really kind of how we work through some of these picky, picky eaters. And uh, my my sympathy goes to you, Jan, because it is a hard problem when she got it got your pet there. Uh, it's not too late to turn your baby around, but you really have to make sure that we look at all these different behaviors and and how you can make a difference in your behavior as well. So hope that's of some help. This is Dr. Debbie. Give us a call here at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Boy, I thought you were talking to Hal there about Ladybug. You nailed it on the head. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forward callers to your mobile phone. You can even get voicemails transcribed. Join over 150,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com. The Entrepreneur's Phone System. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898 Did you donate anything to charity last year? Or did you tell your girlfriend you donated something to charity but really you just moved it to the attic because that CD tower is part of who you are? And if Michelle doesn't understand that well maybe Michelle doesn't understand you or, well no matter what you went through last year answering questions like did you donate anything is much simpler Intuit TurboTax it's amazing what you're capable of. 
For 20 years, you've trusted Lumber Liquidators for the best deals on the best selection of floors. Well, this week, get even more deals in our January flooring sale. One beautiful hardwood, get pre-finished solid hardwood from $189. about gorgeous bamboo that's twice as hard as oak? We've got Strand Bamboo for $219. Looking for top quality laminate? This week, get almost half off our thickest and best laminate, plus other great flooring deals. And 18-month special financing. Don't wait. The January flooring sale's going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, and you're listening to Animal Radio. And as my friends would say, You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Did you know you could download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android? It's a free download, and you can even ask your questions directly from the app, you lucky dog, you. Plus, you can listen to the show on your schedule, when you want, wherever you want. And it's brought to us by Dr. Fosters and Smith. Thanks, guys, for doing that. I'm uh, looking over at our Facebook page. We had to actually get another monitor in the studio because I get sucked into our Facebook page. And I'll be there like a little kid in front of TV for hours just mm-hmm. looking at the videos. <laughs> well, yep. you know, the, the thing is, is you look at one video and then it shows you all these others that are available. You're like, ooh, that looks interesting. And yep. You click uh-huh. on that one. And then you look back and you said, I've just spent the last three hours looking at cats <laughs> playing games and dogs swimming and uh, all kinds worst of weird things. Worst things could happen. It, worst things could happen to you. Uh, really, there are worse things. It's, at least it isn't like a crack habit or anything like that. It's, That's true. It, it is my addiction. <laughs> Uh, but not the crack, the Facebook, of course. No, 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 yes, no. Yes. I just want to clarify that right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, coming up on uh, Wednesday, this Wednesday, and this is what I love about Wednesdays at our Facebook page, is Wacky Wednesday, where everybody uploads their wacky pictures of their pets, and uh, we all vote on them and award a great prize to the wackiest picture. Always fun. Yes. This, this week's, where did the surprise come from this week? Well, this week it comes from Bergen, and I have to say we finally have a cat prize. Oh, good. So I don't know if, you know, if Wacky, if they can send in just pictures of dogs or cats, or if it has to be a it's cat. It's really to be a open. Winner. We're not well, specious. We want some more pictures of cats anyway. There's not enough of them. But this is a great package from Bergen, and you will get two prizes. They have the Turbo Scratcher and the Catnip Cyclone. Wow. Now, picture these. These are like round circles with the ball in it, and mm-hmm. the ball. The cat can spin the ball around, and in the middle, it's also a scratching post. We have a cat that plays with one. She just lays her on the floor on her side and hits the Knocks ball, it and it goes around, around yeah. and around and around. I like that. Yeah, and then you can put catnip in the middle as well, and the cyclone actually generates air currents when the ball goes around so that the catnip permeates the air. So you'll get two of these. You'll get the Turbo Scratcher and the Catnip Cyclone. But not only that, they're giving away three of these packages. So we can have three, three winners, this winners week. can get both Very of these cool. products from Bergen. And that's B-E-R-G-A-N. Okay, so if you want to do that, head over to the Facebook page at Animal Radio and upload those wacky pictures of your dogs, your cats, your iguanas, your flamingos, your fish. Uh, whatever we want to see those wacky pictures. Uh, let's see. Tammy, what are you working hard, so hard in the newsroom? I noticed you came in a little early today. There must be some big stories you're working on. There's a lot going on. But, you know, you're talking about social media. And I've got a story about a picture that was posted on Twitter of a dog at an airport. And it's got an airline in some hot water. Ooh, I heard about yep. this. You'll um, want to stick mm-hmm. around for this story, especially if you travel with your animals on, yep. the, air, on the airplanes. I yes. saw that picture. Uh, toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five right now for your calls. Hi, Larry. Yes. Hi. How you doing? Doing good. Where are you today? 
New York. New York. New York. I have Dr. Debbie right here, and she can help you with your issues, hopefully. The doc right, is okay. in. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, two issues. Number one, uh, just found out the other day that uh, I'm... Have bed bugs in my apartment in New York, which is a very common thing lately. Oh. Fun town. Yeah. I have a six-year-old kitty, and uh, I had the exterminator over the other day. He claims everything, you know, there's no harm to the cat and all. But is there anything you could tell me as far as can the cat get the bugs on him? Yeah, great questions. Bed bugs, yeah. they're on everybody's mind, and especially you poor folks up in New York, because you guys are seeing a brunt of this over there. Um, yeah. Bed bugs feed by kind of sucking our blood. Um, they can live temporarily on animals, but they really prefer, they have an appetite for humans. So um, it's not impossible that a pet could get bitten, but they really would rather hang around on our skin and in our beds and, and feed on us. So, um, yes, they might be there. Um, not likely to be anything serious. And, uh, you know, just as you can transport bed bugs with, you know, uh, with your uh, clothing, your bedding, your luggage, pets may be a, just a temporary carrier in the sense if there's a bug on them and they're moving to another area, they could spread that way. But it's not really a well-recognized major way that these bed bug critters get around. Um, so probably more the gross factor and uh you know not likely to these guys don't really spread disease between people and animals it's just it kind of grosses us the heck out it was a, it was a bug made by uh, the bed manufacturers to get you to buy a new bed isn't that pretty- <laughs> buy new mattresses <laughs> well, i heard that too <laughs> second person who told me that but let me yeah. ask you two other things uh in about two months i expect to get another kitty a kitten uh-huh. Should be okay, right? I mean, anything I should put off for the time being, or am I okay? For the sake of the kitten coming in the home, I no, I don't see any reason that if you're the only thing I'd be aware of is is your treating and your and your home, you're treating the bed bugs. Um, just to be aware if there are different uh, pesticides that are in use that could be of danger to the kitten, that would be the, more the concern than anything else. And that's part of the problem with these bed bugs now is that some of the traditional treatments, they're just not taking care of it. Um, and also to, good to know that flea and tick products will not take care of bed bugs, so don't try to self-treat your pet for the purpose of bed bugs. That is not going to get you anywhere. So, um, But I wouldn't be be worried about bringing you know, a new kitty in, but you know, I'd, certainly it's a little easier if you can try to get a tackle on the whole bed bug problem. And you know, I actually, I have to say, I have collection, a small collection of bed bugs at my office. Oh my um, gosh. I, I know it's it's gross, but you know, a couple of my employees had bed bugs in their homes. Um, one after traveling, another one just because you know it popped up in their residence. And um, I have them in a little test tube, and they're really quite interesting. Have you ever seen one before, Hal? No, no. Oh, uh, get that away! Yeah, don't 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 bring that around the studios here. Okay. <laughs> they they look like ticks, and I know it's not funny for those of you that have them, but they can look like ticks, and you can sometimes even see like the transparent little body shells. If you don't see the live ones, you can see them. Um, but a lot of folks notice the blood spots on their sheets. Um, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what that clued me in. But, you know, also, here's something that happened, and it's really hard to believe. Call up the exterminator. He comes in with the little beagle dog. Uh-huh. able to tell. Now, here the dog comes in. All of a sudden, he sits down, and he gives him a biscuit. Walks a little bit more, sits down, gives him another biscuit. 
I said uh-huh. to him, how do you know if the dog is sensing bed bugs? He says, when he sits down. Mm-hmm. To me, you could train any animal to sit down, and he's going to, you know, get a biscuit. <laughs> you know? Can dogs really <laughs> detect bed bugs anyway? Excuse me? Train dogs. Yes, can they train can. Train dogs can? Yes, yep. and that's the trick, is that, you know, hopefully you have a scrupulous pest control officer that, you know, uh, has actually had this dog trained. But, yes, they can be, and the whole idea is once they detect the bed bugs, they are rewarded. Um, so that's how that they display that, by sitting there quietly and indicating that, yes, I've, I've detected them. And and actually, they've, you know, proven, they've I've, I've watched some programs on TV, and these dogs are very acute at picking up um, the, the presence of bed bugs. So, um, yeah, it's it's a valid, uh, valid method. And some of those dogs are so overworked, they can't get a break because there's such a bed bug problem across the country. Wow. I'll tell you, I wish uh, I made half the living these bed bug dogs make for coming in. They charge a lot of money extra just for the dogs, you know, versus a human coming in and and looking around. Well, they're far more efficient. That's the other thing, is that humans, it would be inspecting the back of your bed, underneath the, underneath the, the linens. I mean, and it's still possible with a human eye, we could miss it. Uh, a dog's sense of smell is far more efficient at picking up things than our eyes and our hands can. So, you know, I got to say, dogs uh, beat us out on this one. Larry, we wish you the best of luck with your bed Thank bug you. problem. You know, they, they say that uh, eventually it's going to be all over. In the mid-50s, they practically around them with DDT. Now that DDT is illegal, they're back and they're just all over. The, you, you speak to people in New York, they're not going to movies, they're not going to theaters, they're afraid to go out to eat. Wherever you go, there's a chance. Isn't that usually the situation with or without the bed bugs in New York City? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. If you have a dog that pulls, like I do, come here, Max, and let me put on the Halty Harness. The Halty Harness will help your dog stop pulling by providing front body control. Check out the Halty range by the Company of Animals. It includes the Halty Training Lead, Halty Head Collar, Halty Training Harness, and the OptiFit Head Collar, which comes with a DVD training guide. To find a Halty range retailer near you, visit www.companyofanimals.us. It will change your life. Good boy, Max. Mirror, mirror on the wall. How did I become so fat? If you're a woman over 40 and you're having trouble losing extra weight, please call the Amberin Hotline now at 1-800-958-3268. After 40, your body changes, and so should your weight loss strategy. At Amberin, we specialize in breakthrough solutions specifically tailored to women over 40, including hormonal balance, relief from menopausal symptoms like hot flashes, and you can lose pounds of stubborn extra weight in just weeks with Amberin Weight Loss. Right now, through this special radio offer, you can get a 100% risk-free trial. Just call 1-800-958-3268 now. So if you're a woman over 40 and you're tired of looking in the mirror and not liking what you see, call the Amberin Hotline today. Hurry, this limited-time 100% risk-free offer won't last forever. Call 1-800-958-3268. That's 1-800-958-3268. Again, 1-800-958-3268. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Spring is closer than you think. Sam Adams Cold Snap is back. Oh, that's really nice. It's got a lot of flavor. It says springtime. Yeah, it's really good. It's very smooth. Cold Snap is light and refreshing. So this beer has 10 different...
different ingredients. We have this really nice, complex spice and fruit flavor to it. Wow. It's got a lot going on. I like the name, too, Cold Snap. It's like we're kind of snapping out of that season. Yeah, this is my kind of beer. Crisp, refreshing, and Refreshing is the best word. Delicious. Sam Adams Cold Snap. Enjoy it while it's here. Boston Beer Company, Boston Massive. Responsible. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. United Airlines has got a lot of animal lovers really ticked off right now. It's taking heat for a picture that was shared on Twitter of a dog in a kennel out in the rain on the tarmac at George Bush Airport in Houston a few weeks ago. That photo was put up by a woman on a plane nearby who says that airline employees were just ignoring the dog, and after 30 minutes, she decided to let the company know using social media. At the time, it was 41 degrees outside with a wind chill factor of 35 and raining. United acknowledged the tweet, blaming the pet carrier service first, then went on to say that the kennel was sitting under the plane's wing so it was protected from the rain and that employees were indeed keeping an eye on the dog. It also said red cones had been put around the kennel so the employees wouldn't forget to load the dog after the package was put on the plane. The airline has continued to try to calm down the whirlwind of comments online by saying it takes every step possible to ensure the safety and comfort of its four-legged passengers. And interestingly, or maybe disturbingly would be a better way to put it, nothing's been posted by the dog's guardian. So what about animals in the cabin? A study done by the airport shuttle service, Go Airport Express, found that 52% of people say they're okay with pets traveling in airplane cabins instead of being stowed like cargo. But 6 out of 10 thought it would be a good idea to keep them in a special area because of possible allergies. Several people in the survey said pet owners should demand better care for animals when they do travel as cargo. So animals are still considered property when it comes to the law, sadly enough. That's what makes it so tough when couples break up, because to many people, those pets, like us, they're like their kids, right? But not to a judge. The American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers says that 27% of the respondents in a recent survey had noticed an increase in the number of couples fighting over custody of a pet. Most of the time, the disputes involve a dog, but people have fought over all kinds of pets. Recently, agreements have started being signed between couples outlining how to handle pet custody just in case. But so far, none of these agreements have been tested to see if they're going to hold up in court. Now, most lawyers say anything that you care about, and that includes the pet, should be in the prenup. And one points out that possession is nine-tenths of the law, so if you really want that pet, if you're leaving, take it with you. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster & Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian-owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster & Smith has thousands of name-brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at FosterAndSmith.com, because your pet's health and happiness come first. And now? For Geico stuff found in your car, we go inside your backseat vent. Hello, the French fry by the pink crayon. Last week I was king of the car seat, and then your kid's favorite song stopped, and boom, meltdown. Remember, it took you 15 minutes to clean up. 15 minutes you could have spent switching to Geico and saving hundreds of dollars on your car insurance. Please find us. If it gets any hotter, Pinky over there's going to have a different kind of meltdown. 
GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com today. As a retired teacher, I look for ways to save money for the things I love, like traveling the world. Medicare plans change each year. Fortunately, my HealthMart pharmacist helped me understand my insurance, saving me money on prescriptions. And they can help you, too. My pharmacist cares about my health and the things I love, whatever that might be. HealthMart, caring for you and about you. Visit HealthMart.com for the locally owned pharmacy near you. If you have a dog that pulls, like I do, come here, Max, and let me put on the Halty Harness. The Halty Harness will help your dog stop pulling by providing front body control. Check out the Halty range by the Company of Animals. It includes the Halty Training Lead, Halty Head Collar, Halty Training Harness, and the OptiFit Head Collar, which comes with a DVD training guide. To find a Halty range retailer near you, visit www.companyofanimals.us. It will change your life. Good boy, Max. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Well, it's Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free. 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Villani with your questions. We're going to take a quick break right now to talk to Dr. Roger Mugford. He's the top dog, first of all, over at Company of Animals, but most importantly, he has designed the brand new Halty Collar, and I wanted to get him on to talk about it. Hi, Doc. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Hal. It's a good good time to be talking over here. Now, it's uh, late in the evening over there, and where in the UK are you exactly? Well, just west of London, near Heathrow, and i just come out of court in London, where I think we saved a little dog called Mason. Now, Mason's crime was he's registered as a pit bull, wasn't wearing a muzzle, and uh, he got in a fight with another dog, and if he'd been wearing that company of animals stuff that I make, he'd have been okay and wouldn't have been in court. But anyway, I went there and made a good plea on his behalf, and I think Mason's going to live. So often the pit bulls uh, get a bad rap, and they really can be great animals if they're trained right and they have good owners, you know? That's right. I mean, it it was a well-meaning owner. The dog was himself a victim of an attack, and, of course, he bit back. And it's always the big dog's fault, and it was, unfortunately, a little dog that he bit, and the little dog came off worse. Um, So that's true in life. It seems to be black dogs and big dogs get all the rap over here. Yep. Um, and um, my job is to, A, make the, safe for the world safer for any dog and any owner to be out there. But I've got a particularly sympathy with dogs that get labelled as being dangerous or aggressive. Um, yeah. Are they really yeah. aggressive? Are they different than any other dog that's sitting by the far side or, um, you know, having a cool time on the beach? No, not really. Um, they just need to have some different rules and some different social skills laid out before them. I like you. Uh, the Halty has been not only just a brand name, but a household name. When you talk about these kinds of harnesses, you talk, you say Halty because it's just that's what they we call them now. Uh, and they've been around for a long time, but you have a brand new OptiFit head collar, which you've been working on and you've designed and it is now out. What's different about yeah, that? The Halty launched 32 years ago, uh, created a whole new um, idea of dealing with dogs by leading from the head. And treating dogs like horses, which is something very dear to me because I'm a, a bit of a horse and a, a big animal trainer. But the trouble with the Halty is that um, it has the advantage of 
being an on-off muzzling action, it, it has a cinch action under the chin so that you can stop big dogs biting, but it, it touches the lips. So we redesigned the Hulti Optifit so that it, it sits back and behind the phlegms, the, the lips, um, and it's much more comfortable for the dog. Um, and also the side members of the harness, it has to have some side bits to hold the nose bit in place, and they float. They're not, they're not rigidly attached. So it can mould to suit the shape of the dog's head. So it's going to be different for a Saluki than, uh, than for instance, a, a Samoyed or, or a Boxer. Well, they all have and different the different kind of uh, schnozzes. Like, well, I mean, you have the, uh, what do you call those, bronchiocephalic? That, yeah, the ones that look like they've been chasing parked cars. How can you put a muzzle over those and make it the same muzzle that fits on a dog with a big schnoz? Well, as it happens, the whole thing a bit does that because it sits so well back on the on the nose on the on the on the muzzle um but to actually get a muzzle that works say on um, a frenchie or um, some of the really seriously brachycephalic breeds is impossible um you the only thing you do is put their sort of head in a basket in a a washing basket or something like that (laughs) um, which ain't very nice am i correct in saying that in order to get a dog that's pulling you need to direct their nose because they follow their nose, and if you direct their nose straight, they will go straight? Exactly the same as with a horse, really. And, and actually, sumo wrestlers use the same technique if you watch those big guys. <laughs> <laughs> I well, know, it's horrible, isn't it, really? Um, but you know, the best bit of equipment you need for teaching a dog or a puppy not to pull, you don't maybe need a head collar, you don't need a halty, just need a longer lead. And what really strikes me um, on my ma- many visits to America is that people buy leads that are about three foot long, which is 70, 80 centimetres in um, New Talk over here, and uh, that is way too short, and they should really go for a seven, eight foot long lead. And, and that means you can walk along and position uh, Bonzo, um, Sushi, so that she gets rewards in terms of nice language, tone of voice, treats, and uh, even a you know, stroke when she's beside you or he's beside you. But she goes out in front and uh, she doesn't get any of those things. So people make the mistake of allowing the dog to tug on a short lead. So always try to have the lead slack, and that means a longer lead rather than a shorter lead. You know, one application that I use the halty collars quite a bit is is actually for dogs that eat feces. And I find that that can be very helpful to control the movement of their head when you take them outside and you're walking them or in their backyard to avoid that pattern of behavior. The the Brits are so socially responsible that all the dogs get picked up here by people. Speak to London and now clean a dog. Uh, well, the problem the dogs are eating the cat poop. Oh, oh yeah. And now the owners don't pick up the cat poop out here. Yeah, it's a lot different here. Well, okay. So if you've never heard of the halty, well, where have you been? You've been probably under a rock somewhere. But if you have a dog that pulls or you want to train, like we've been talking train about, train your here, new puppy. Check out the halty Optifit. It also comes with a training DVD. And unfortunately, in that DVD, I make it look a bit too easy. Oh. Um, but it is easy, I promise you, um, to train a dog to walk to heel with a halty optifit. And uh, I've got my gorgeous, it was a rescue dog. All my dogs are rescue dogs. And um, I really believe in that. And he was rejected and, and bounced in and out of rescue homes three times because he pulled like a, like a crazy dog on the lead. And, and we reckon over here anyway, and probably in the States it's the same. You know, people adopt a, a small or a medium-sized dog because they think they won't have a problem with pulling. Oh. <laughs> big, dogs, big dogs get left behind. And 
you know, um, th- that's one of my main focuses in life is to empty all those rescue kennels out of unwanted dogs and make them all wanted dogs. And that means easy to walk, easy to live with and, and, you know, and fun to be with. Well, if you want to learn more about it, visit the website companyofanimals.us. And I'll tell you what, we have links to everything from Company of Animals over there. Uh, Halty is just one of the brands that Company of Animals has. And in fact, you'll learn to know that Company of Animals probably you have some of the things that they make in your house already like halty you said that was 32 years that's been around how many years? years the other thing i'm really proud of is that i give you know, dangerous dogs a second chance the, the muzzle and we got something called a, <clears throat> a halty baskerville ultra ultra muzzle and um, this ultra muzzle allows treats to be given through Ooh. the mesh and it's completely safe uh, biting dogs can't bite um, and it means that you can train dogs, nasty dogs, to be nice dogs, and and it's real easy. And one of the pen, I'm trying to get people out of kicking dogs, giving electric shocks, and shouting at dogs as much as they do. And, and so we've also invented this system uh, of an aversive, which isn't too aversive, and and isn't as, certainly as aversive as an electric shock. So I'm just going to give you a little sound test here on okay. an aversive signal. Ooh. One of my dogs has run across the room to say, hello, Jason, you're on air on radio. Um, he's, the devil was that. Um, and it's an alerting, arousing stimulus that um, dogs find you know, really cool. Um, and it stops them doing what they're doing. Doesn't make them really scared, except a few. It's just um, a sound, right? And it's just a sound. Yeah. That actually, I've heard Caesar Milan on some of the few programs I've watched of his. Um, I have to say, he um, he copied me. Um, it does it to stop dogs doing what they're doing. Maybe you know, walking off the sidewalk, walking too far ahead, or picking up something in the street. And um, it's a very effective stimulus. I'll try it again. Wow. And, uh, Jason's here again. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending time. You know, I wish we had more time, but I'm getting the you got to go to commercial signal right here. And so hopefully we can get together and do this again sometime. I love talking to you. It's the Halty Range. All the details over at the website. We put all kinds of information and links over there at AnimalRadio.com. <laughs> This portion of <laughs> it was like the exorcist took over for just a second there. Oh, and I even saw your head spin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, and green stuff came out of his mouth. I know. Well, that always happens. Okay. Uh, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewies. And, of course, they have the brand new eight and a half ounces of pure pleasure packages. You know, these six small patties in each package. Either the Chewies Chicken Dinner or the Simply Venison or the Stella Super Beef or the Duck Duck Goose or Phenomenal Pheasant. I encourage you, wherever Stella and Chewies is sold, go there and pick up this variety pack. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Volani. Well, have you noticed... Um that a lot of people are complaining more about pet allergies. And um, it's not because you become more allergic. It's because you're cooked up in the house with your pet because it's too damn cold to go outside. Yeah. So that's what's going on here. So there's a few remedies, a um, few actually really good remedies. The first and foremost is if you go to your local pet shop, there's a product called Allopet. 
and you know, short for allergy, that works wonders. It's a mixture. You spray it on your pet, and um, you walk away. And um, I think you do it um, twice a month. But then there's a real easy recipe that um, that you could just make in your home, in your kitchen, that um, will save you a lot of money as well. And this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go out. We're gonna buy some downy fabric softener. And you're going to mix that. And anything, let's put it this way. If, if it's something that you want to mix and you want to keep, you have to use distilled water. If you use tap water or spring water, it's going to spoil probably within um, four or five days' time. Mm. It'll sour on you and it'll go bad. And that's probably worse to spray on your pet than anything else because you're just spraying bacteria on your, on your pet. So I would say... Get some distilled water, okay, because I know most people aren't going to listen to me, and they're going to mix it, and they're going to put it under their counter and try to use it next time. So get the distilled water and be safe. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to mix four parts water to one part downy fabric softener, and you're going to put that in a spray bottle, and you're going to shake it up real well right before you use it, and you're going to spray your dog or kitty down. This works good on cats as well. It's non-toxic to your pet. Now, one thing is you don't want to saturate. You saturate the pet, and it's not going to do anything, but it's going to make them look greasy and gum their hair down. You just want to put a nice mist over it where it's where it's slightly damp. Now, what the downy mixture is going to do, it's going to keep the dander and all the skin shavings and everything that comes off your pet, it's going to hold it down on your pet. Because it's actually not the hair that you're allergic to. It's everything that's stuck to the hair, which is, um, you know, the, 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 um, the cells that are, that are just shedding off um, your pet, which is a natural occurrence. That's why it's funny when people say, well, I need, want to get these pets that um, are hypoallergenic. There's no such thing. The difference is, is they don't shed that much hair. So what's happening is, is you're not having these particles that are floating around, which the dogs that shed an awful lot, you know, that basically sticks to the hair. So if you spray this on your pet and you do it twice a week if you are heavily allergic, once a week if it's just a minor allergy, you're going to notice a major difference. Now, nothing's going to cure it um, like medication from the doctor, but it's going to get it to where it's extremely bearable. And funny because this tip... um, comes with a price and a grooming salon of usually about 15 extra dollars that you charge to do this so i'm giving away um you know a a pretty good tip here today guys so you're a giver anyone who anyone who misses this it self-destructs um within 24 hours so um if a cat licks it like they groom their fur that won't harm them no it's it's non-toxic to them it's something that that we've been using for years Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Let's hit the phones at 1-866-405-8405. Which one are we going to? It's Sue. Hi, Sue. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Where are you today? I'm in Santa Barbara, California. How can we help you? Well, I have an old English uh, bulldog who is a year and a half old. And at nighttime, she sits there and chews her paws excessively. And I just okay. want to know why she does that. All right. And is she? Um, is there any sores, any bleeding, anything you can see down there? No, absolutely nothing. They look perfectly normal. And in the morning, I mean, at nighttime, when she chews them really bad, they get very red. But and mm-hmm. it, they never scab up or anything. But when she sits there and chews them, I mean, she drools really bad when she's chewing. I mean, drools all over the, her bed. 
Yeah. Well, and definitely when you said bulldog and you say skin and lick, ugh, one thing comes to mind is allergies. And they certainly are a breed where they have their tendencies for skin problems, but it doesn't just stop at allergies. Um, allergies being things in the air, in the environment, um, even foods that pets can be sensitive to that can respond or cause a basically an itch response in the pet. For us, when we have allergies, it kind of is more like the hay fever type thing. Uh, right. For dogs, it's really their skin is the target organ. So we look for scratching, itching, hair loss. All of those signs can be more of a signal that we might have an allergy. So that's one of the first things um, that comes to mind, especially if there's not a lot of signs of redness or injury or things like that. However, in bulldogs, um, they also get a lot of other fun skin stuff coming along the way. And in many cases, we'll get yeast infections in their skin as well as bacterial infections. So my first, I guess my first step uh, with your baby would be I would certainly take a look at the feet. And even if they visibly look good, I- I'd say a good vet exam and sampling from that area would be important. Because a lot of times, things like yeast, you know, we may or may not be able to tell they're there. Um, if we do have an infection, there's definitely steps, medications, sprays, and so forth, that we can, we can address the bad aspect of things. And anyone who has yeast infections knows yeast itch. So right. <laughs> we would certainly want to go down that road appropriately. Right. Um, okay. But some other right. things that, you know, if we don't find any infections, some things that I'd uh, maybe look into for you, um, some very nice little topical sprays that have colloidal oatmeal which are kind of a soothing agent. And these work nice for mild allergies or mild irritation. Um, those, there's a lot of different brands out there, but basically we're looking for colloidal oatmeal. It's just kind of a soothing, non-medicated really kind of way to go. Um, and then we can talk about maybe looking into some hypoallergenic diets, which can really treat from the inside more than on topical means. Okay, so. that's good. Can I ask one more question? Absolutely, go ahead. Okay. I've got three macaws. And hey, you're I, a bird lover too. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and um, my main one was the blue, uh, the blue and gold. Had him mm-hmm. for ten years before I got rescued the two others. Since I have rescued the two others, the blue and gold is picking herself really bad, and I do mm-hmm. give her more attention than the other two. Is okay. there anything you can suggest to make her stop that? Well, and that's that. You're kind of getting to the root of that. Is that a lot of times anxieties? Um, I don't want to say just feeling out of sorts, but um, changes in their routine can definitely become more of a psychologically driven thing. Um, now, are these birds housed together? Yes. Uh, well, no, they have three separate cages, but they're all on top of their cages every day, and they mingle with each other. Okay. All righty. And th- was this behavior present before the other two came around? No. No, never picked okay. it her feathers. Okay. The basic thing that I would say is there are going to be a couple steps that I do. One is I'd want to make sure we have some some one-on-one time away from the other birds where we uh-huh. can do some interactive play, some food items, and spend some quality time with her in that way. And also when she, and then we want to get those interactive toys for her in the environment. And kind of like dog toys, the ones that have the food that you basically, they have to kind of pick it out or pull uh-huh. it out of the, uh, say, a block of wood, and you could put little uh, food items inside of there. Those kind of things where it gives her something to do so she's not 
weighing her every moment on your presence, um, right. that can be very helpful. Um, and I don't know that with something like this, I jump into something like behavioral medications. That's really more, I guess, the last thing I would look at. Um, okay. So I'd work on some of those environmental things. And then okay. have, have you had her out to a vet, to an Evian vet to ever checked? No, I have never. No. Oh, she's, okay. She's, on, she's always been really good, and she's laid lots of eggs, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a funny thing, because people who who don't have birds don't realize that female birds will lay eggs, right. even if there's not a mate around. So I don't know, Hal and Judy, if you know that. No, I didn't but, know um, that. No. Yes. Yeah, they will lay... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Infertile myrtle. <laughs> they, won't, they, won't, they won't hatch. They can't, right? Right, right. No. No, okay. Right, and not unless there's a male around. But um, it's basically the equivalent of women that have their periods. Um, so adult uh, birds will still go through the cycling pattern and can lay eggs. So, yeah, very oh, okay. cool little tidbit. Yeah. And while I got you on but, the bird tidbit topic, I just got a quick question. I, I never see them pee. <laughs> I've never seen a bird pee. Do, do they pee? They do. It's all kind of mixed together, oh, okay. and there's, but there are separate components. So, yeah, if we could talk bird pee and poop, but yeah, there's definitely, if you look at the plop that they pass. That's a combination, see, huh? Yeah, there's actually a liquid, there's a liquid, there's the solid stool, and then there's kind of the white, kind of the urate, which is kind of like the, the urine component along with the liquid. So yeah, they, they got it all there. I learned <laughs> so efficient. much here, and I, of course, I take it to the lowest common denominator. Hey, Sue, thank you so much for your call today. I appreciate thank you. you. See, I ask the questions that people are thinking. And I'm just afraid to ask. They know they'd sound like an idiot if they asked it, so I asked them. <laughs> Motion to adjourn. Well, it's just flown by once again. Remember, you can ask your questions all week long. If you didn't get through, go to uh, download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download, thanks to Dr. Fosterson-Smith. And uh, you can ask your questions from the app, as well as listen to the show whenever you desire. Two in the morning? Yeah, I don't think so. Not me. But if you wanted to, you could. And you can ask all those really embarrassing questions. You know, yes. all those sex questions for about... Your pet. Even though I'd like to hear them on the phone, you can still ask them <laughs> privately on the what's that, that always works better at 2 in the morning. Yes, it sure does. Anyway, uh, I want to thank Vanessa O'Dell, a wonderful hero, for joining us, as well as Dr. Roger Mugford, top dog over at Company of Animals. We'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm not saying goodbye. I'm staying on. You got to go, man. All right. Goodbye. This is Animal Radio Network.